Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. On this edition of our podcast, a fire strikes historic old Bisbee. When the roof collapsed, it covered up a lot of the fire and we're not able to get in there. Central Arizona reports a healthy snowpack after years of drought. We've already peaked higher than we do in most years, and it's only mid-February. And a bit of history finds a home at the University of Arizona. The two are corresponding about, let's do this. You do your part, we'll do our part. We'll make this thing end. First up today, a fire broke out last night in the second stories of buildings on Main Street in Old Bisbee. The buildings contained the store's Many Fine Things and Bisbee Olive Oil. Bisbee Fire Chief Jimmy Richardson says the fire was contained around 4.30 a.m. and it could take a day or two to completely put out. When the roof collapsed, it covered up a lot of the fire and we're not able to get in there to put the fire out because the structure is not sound and it would be too unsafe to get in there to overhaul. A small section of Main Street was closed and will likely stay that way through Friday, and Commerce Street behind the buildings is also closed for fire trucks. Richardson says at least one of the burned buildings was a home. They don't yet know the cause of the fire. Arizona Senator Mark Kelly heard testimony about water infrastructure projects in rural communities at the first Senate field hearing held in Flagstaff in more than 30 years. From KNAU Radio, Melissa Seveny reports. Community leaders testified about ongoing projects with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, including levee repairs in Winslow, a water line for the Pascual Yaqui tribe, and enlargement of the Rio de Flag Channel in Flagstaff. Kelly says flooding in Flagstaff is catastrophic to business owners and homeowners. And their homes are damaged, not like, you know, once in a hundred years, but over and over again. They can't do any, you know, reconstruction of their homes or do additions or renovations that they would like to do because of the issues with uh, insurance. Kelly says he's focused on legislation that will help rural communities navigate federal bureaucracy and get shovel-ready for water projects. He plans to introduce a drought-resilient infrastructure act to Congress in the coming weeks. In Flagstaff, I'm Melissa Sivany. Some students at the University of Arizona Global Campus were caught off guard after the online school changed the terms of its full tuition guarantee. Students enrolled in the program will now be responsible for course fees, adding up to $1,200 to the cost of a semester. Student Josh Murdoch says he chose UAGC because it was the only way he could earn a bachelor's degree without any debt. I have an associate's degree from community college, but I still have student loans that I am paying off for that. And the only option, other option would be to take on a ton more loans, which is already an issue everybody is facing. But now he says he'll have to reevaluate how to pay for his education. Before the change, the program promised to cover direct education costs associated with courses in addition to tuition, so eligible students could earn a degree without student loan debt. Students were notified that changes would begin as soon as early April. UAGC told Arizona Public Media changes in tuition and reimbursement programs are not related to the university's own financial crisis. The University of Arizona, in partnership with Arizona State and the University of New Mexico, has received a $150,000 National Science Foundation grant to advance and enrich geoscience education among indigenous tribes in the Grand Canyon. Duncan Moon reports. 
The project is being led by U of A professors Carletta Chief and Cherie DeVore, both members of the Navajo Nation. The project is centered on listening sessions with Native American communities around the Grand Canyon, including the Havasupai tribe and Navajo Nation. Then open forum sessions will allow Native community members to share their ideas, concerns, and needs regarding the incorporation of centuries of Native knowledge into the process then to analyze that input to tailor geoscience education in the Grand Canyon. Once that process is complete, the researchers will apply for another NSF grant to begin implementation of the new indigenized process. I'm Duncan Moon, AZPM News. The mining and minerals company South32 has announced a $2 billion private investment into the Hermosa Critical Minerals Mining Project near Patagonia. Katya Mendoza reports from the Southern Arizona Critical Minerals Symposium. South 32, alongside UA partners and other mining stakeholders, discussed the opportunities for the Hermosa project to meet the nation's growing demand for renewable energy sources and economic growth potential for Arizona. Hermosa Project President Pat Risner says the recent investment is nine times the largest capital investment in Santa Cruz County. So what this does is it's the commitment to invest to get the zinc to first production by early 2027. Risner says the zinc deposit is the largest undeveloped zinc deposit in the world. South 32, which made its mine plan of operations publicly available last month, will host a project advisory panel meeting in Nogales next week. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. South 32 is an AZPM underwriter. They have no control over our content. All of the precipitation Arizona's had in the last couple weeks has resulted in above-average snowpack in the Salt River's watershed. A team from Salt River Project measured snow that was 30 inches deep in northern Arizona. SRP meteorologist Bo Savoma says that's well above normal. Even if the snow starts melting now, we don't get any more. We've already peaked higher than we do in most years, and it's only mid-February. So that's great. Savoma says the snow also appeared to be widespread in areas above 6,000 feet in elevation. The deep snowpack will mean another year of healthy reservoir levels on the Salt River. He said four out of the last seven winters in the Salt River watershed have now been average or wet, which is a good sign after decades of drought. Maricopa County Supervisor Clint Hickman, who faced threats and harassment after voting to certify the county's 2020 election results, will not seek re-election. Hickman says his decision was driven by a desire to spend more time with his family. Hickman is the latest supervisor to announce his retirement, following fellow longtime Republican Bill Gates, who announced last June he wouldn't seek re-election either. Both faced threats and harassment in the wake of the 2020 election after they refused to lend credibility to former President Donald Trump's false claims of widespread election fraud. The University of Arizona has a special tie to the USS Arizona. This week, that tie was strengthened with a donation from a Wisconsin family. Christopher Conover reports. Lowell and Wendy Franklin were cleaning out a family home when they came across a box that belonged to Lowell's father, Arthur, a World War II veteran. Inside the box were scrapbooks, pictures, a Thanksgiving dinner menu, all from the USS Arizona where the elder Franklin had served until 1941 when he left the Navy just before the attack on Pearl Harbor. 
He quickly rejoined the Navy after the attack, and Wendy says one of the treasures in the collection donated to the University of Arizona are letters between her father-in-law and his brother, who was fighting in the European theater. There are letters in there where the two are corresponding about, let's do this, you do your part, we'll do our part. Yeah will make this thing end. In addition to the Arizona Memorial on the University of Arizona campus, the library's special collection has more than 100,000 artifacts from the famed battleship. The Franklin's collection will go there. One of the reasons they said they chose the University of Arizona over the museum at Pearl Harbor is the university's collection is open to the public. I'm Christopher Conover, AZPM News. And now you're caught up on the stories we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back right here with another one tomorrow.